Hello and welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for recovery and faith. My name is Pastor Max and I am an alcoholic and a believer and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Our topic today is pride and humility. Um, things that as people in recovery we know a thing or two about and things that we, we need to learn about as well. We're going to start off with our scripture today. And our scripture comes from Proverbs 16. It's verses 16 through 24. Listen to these verses. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. The highway of the upright avoids evil. Those who guard their way preserve their lives. And then here's, this is the kicker verse. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. In other words, right? If you're showing a lot of pride, if you you are puffed up, that's often the time where we have a blind spot and we're about to fall. Better to be lowly in spirit, along with the oppressed, than to share plunder with the proud. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. The wise in heart are called discerning, and gracious words promote instruction. Prudence is a foundation of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to fools. The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Pride comes before the fall. However, if we're gracious... If we're prudent, if we're wise, we can encourage, we can heal others. And so we're going to talk about pride and humility. It is, it's not a surprise that throughout the recovery literature, it talks about pride a lot. Um, in the program, we slowly learned, and this is in regards to step four, that something had to be done about our vengeful resentments, our self-pity, and our unwarranted pride. Something had to be done, and the steps help us to do that. It tells us um, in regards to step 10, anger, resentment, jealousy, envy, self-pity, hurt pride, all led to the bottle or to using. So all those things, pride is one of those things. Uh, Both our pride and our fear beat us back every time we try to look within ourselves. Pride and fear. Pride and fear go together a lot. We have told innumerable lies in order to protect our pride, to make ourselves look better, to cover our tracks. So false pride becomes the reverse side of the ruinous coin marked fear. So you got pride on one side, fear on the other. It tells us in the big book, we have had long rendezvous with hurt pride. In other words, we've really, we've taken long journeys with this hurt pride, frustration, self-pity, misunderstanding, and fear. It tells us in step four in regards to the seven deadly sins, to avoid falling into confusion over the names these defects, as we look at these defects of character, should be called. Let's take a universally recognized list of major human failings, the seven deadly sins of pride, greed, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth. What's interesting is pride heads the list. That's not by accident. Um, 
It tells us also in regards to step four, in these areas, fear, greed, possessiveness, and pride have too often done their worst. All these negative things, negative attachments to pride. For pride, leading to self-justification, always spurred by conscious or unconscious fears, there's that connection to pride and fear again, is the basic breeder of most human difficulties and the chief blocker of true progress. Pride is causing difficulties and is a blocker to our progress. It tells us again in regards to step four, there's a lot in regards to step four in, in involving pride. Pride lures us into making demands upon ourselves or upon others, which cannot be met without perverting or misusing our God-given instincts. Um, in, step five, it, it tell, in step five, it tells us, or hang, anger and hurt pride might be the smokescreen under which we were hiding some of our defects while we blamed others for them. So we, we use it as a, as a screen, as, as a smoke screen to kind of cover up what we're doing or maybe even push others away. Driven by pride of self, unconsciously blinds ourselves to our liability. Our pride blinds us as well. Pride says you need not pass this way. You don't need to, to go this way. You don't need to do these steps. And then fear says, you dare not look. If you're going to come this way, don't take any look. Don't look in the closet. Don't do that. So fear and pride, again, working together. When the satisfaction of our instincts for sex, security, and society become the sole ob object of our lives, pride will step in and justify our excesses. It's okay. You deserve it. You earned it. That's pride trying to justify our lives. So we have, it blinds us. It, it has demands. It, it leads us to, to lack progress and have difficulties. It justifies. Pride continues to be a pitfall. Um, and finally, no doubt we shall point with pride to the good lives we thought we led before the bottle or drugs cut us down. Pride leads us to, to say that we have good lives. Um, when in actuality, if we look at them, um, it may have let leave, leave some things to be desired. Let's look at humility. Humility tells us, and there, humility is mentioned 57 different times in the literature, uh, where pride was about 30 sometimes. So humility is mentioned twice as often in the literature. Failure and misery is transformed by humility. Anonymity is real humility. We have lost all perspective and therefore all genuine humility. For we started to get perspective on ourselves, which is another way of saying that we are gaining in humility. In all these strivings, so many of them well-intentioned, our crippling handicap have been our lack of humility, maybe pride. We say we needn't always be bludgeoned and beaten into humility. In other words, we don't have to be humiliated in order to experience or understand humility. The basic ingredient of all humility, a desire to seek and do God's will. So we can be transformed by humility. There's anonymity is real humility. There's a genuine humility. We want to gain in humility. When we've had a lack of humility, it's caused problems. We don't need to be bludgeoned into it. The basic ingredient is to seek God's will. That is humility. More on humility. True, true humility and open mind can lead us to faith. Humility, we see it as a necessity. 
It tells us it was only at the end of a long road marked by successive defeats and humiliations and the final crushing of our self-sufficiency that we began to feel humility as something more than a condition of groveling despair. To get completely away from our aversion to the idea of being humble, to gain a vision of humility as the avenue of true freedom of the human spirit, to be willing to work for humility as something to be desired for itself takes most of us a long, long time. But that's a vision of humility. Anonymity is real humility at work. But they had not learned enough of humility fearlessness and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else their their life story. In other words, it takes humility to do that. Humility leads to faith. It's a necessity. Um, We get a vision of it. It, Again, we see it in anonymity. We have heard story after story of how humility had brought strength out of our weakness. When humility had formed, formerly stood for a forced feeding on humble pie, it now begins to mean the nourishing ingredient which can give us serenity. Indeed, the attainment of greater humility is the foundation principle of each of the 12 steps. We began to fear pain less and desire humility more than ever. For without some degree of humility... No alcoholic, no addict can stay sober or clean at all. Humility is required. Humility makes it possible for us to receive God's help. During the process of of learning more about humility, the most profound result of all was the change in our attitude toward God. Belief in the power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. We soon concluded that whatever price in humility we must pay, we would pay. We supposed we had humility, when really we hadn't. It brought a measure of humility, which soon we soon discovered to be a healer of pain. Listen to that. A humility comes strength out of weakness. Humility is a nourishing ingredient. It's a foundational principle. It is needed to stay sober and clean. It makes receiving possible, the attitude, our attitude toward God. It is an essential requirement. Um, If there was a price, we would pay it. We realized that we didn't have humility, but humility can be the healer of pain. Now, when I... um, uncovered my need for approval in the fourth step and i realized that i have heard people say well isn't people pleasing uh shouldn't that that shouldn't be a character defect isn't that more of an asset because i want to help people but it's quickly it's been quickly pointed out to us that this need can be really crippling today we can still enjoy getting the approval of others but not willing we're not willing to pay the price we used to pay to get it We won't bend ourselves into a pretzel to get others to like us. If we get your approval, that's fine. If we don't, well, we'll survive without it. It's a lesson that we've learned. Similarly, similarly, false pride always kept us overly concerned about our reputation. But since being enlightened in the program, our aim is to improve our character. It tells us um, we've been driven by... um, forms of 
fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Our selfishness has, was the driving force behind our drinking and using. And we, we drank to, um, and used to celebrate successes, and we, we also used to drown our sorrows. And the answer, humility is the answer. It turns our will and our life over to the care of God. Today we ask ourselves, have I sought the knowledge of God's will for us, and have I done service for those around me? That is humility. And our final thought on this is, May we develop the best possible relations with every human being we know. It require, required for successful completion of this is courage, honesty, sincerity, willingness, and thorough, thoroughness. I needed to develop the courage to begin, the honesty to see where I was wrong, and a sincere desire to set things right. Um, Thoroughness is the making of the list in regards to the, the four-step willingness to take the risks required for true humility. Humility is a key to the steps, especially once we get to that fourth and fifth step. But as you're exploring your higher power, you're going to need humility as well. And I want to conclude our time with one last scripture that comes from Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. In other words, pride. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationship with, another, with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Whether you're a sponsor, whether you're counting in days, whether you're counting in decades, we want to think others better than ourselves. How can I serve other people today? That is the key. That will take pride and turn it into humility. We will, we will deal with pride and wrestle with pride much of our lives and even in, throughout recovery. But we're going to be we're going to be aware of humility and we're going to gain in humility. And that humility will be the key to us living that happy, joyous, and free life that we talk about. May God bless you as you journey and wrestle with both pride and humility. And we thank you for joining Studio RC. Remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. <music>